0: You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on bingemedia.net. And now, Wake and Bake with Bob Ross. Hello, I'm Bob Ross. I'll be your host as we experience the joy of painting. From bingemedia.net, it's Wake and Bake. (laughs) With Bob Ross. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another edition of Wake and Bake with Bob Ross. I am Jack, and I am joined by my co-host TM. What's going on, man?
1: What up, Jackie boy? What's going on?
0: Hey, you know, just ready to uh, lay into a little Bob Ross right now. You know, it's been uh, it's been a month, and uh, I don't know. We could use a little Bob Ross. What do you think? I agree. Let's do this. All right. Uh, same as always, two randomly selected episodes by uh, your two hosts here. Uh, we're starting out with season three, episode 12. TM, if you are all queued up and ready to go, we'll just get this thing going. Yes. All right. <clears throat> I'll count it down. We'll do three, two, one, and we'll go on go. So, three, two, one, and go. All right. White canvas. So you know, uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. There's no black canvas, but uh, that doesn't mean that it's uh, it's going to lose right out the gate. Just uh, yeah, the black canvas gets you a little more excited to start, right? But,
1: Nobody bats a thousand. We were batting a thousand until now. Yeah, this is, is
0: what it is, you know. Oh, we had is. the
1: half black. We had the half black. So.
0: Random, you know, R A N D O M. So, uh, T M. What's uh, what's happening, man? Uh,
1: Well, where to begin? Um, Got back from Charlotte recently from my brother-in-law's wedding.
0: Oh, oh. uh, Did you you fly? I flew. You talked about this. That's right. Okay. so So uh, the world is the way it is right now. How was flying?
1: The flight itself, both flight, they were fine. I mean... Good. Yeah, you got we were double masked the whole time, N95 yeah. and then another filtered one over top, you know, yeah. taking all the precautions. But man, and I don't even know if this is COVID related, but it's just the whole security process. I mean, it will forever be the same experience that every single person going through security is flying for the first time except for myself. Oh. And you know, TSA employees are the same but I don't blame these people and their attitudes. It's mm. not rocket science. Take off your shoes. Put your laptops in a separate tray. Right. Take out any liquids. No open drinks. It's not that hard. It's not. You're right. It's really not. And it becomes a, a, such a stressful experience every time. Now, my biggest issue when it comes to the COVID is that there are more six feet apart signs in an airport than anywhere else you're going to go. Okay. I didn't get six inches for most people. Okay. So it's a, it's that is where, you know, I began, like, well, we both, I mean, Carrie's nervous enough as it is about the whole COVID thing. You know, you just don't get the respect from the other individuals, personal space, and it just gets your, you know, your blood pressure up. And you're just like, this has got to move faster. And it wasn't too bad, but it mm-hmm. just, it's so, so escalated.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, of the
1: situation, you know.
0: You know it's funny. Meg has done a little more flying than I have, and she's very prepared when we go to the the airport. Um, you know, she she always does the same thing. We we put all our, our our toiletries in one like we each take a ziploc bag and put everything in there. Have that ready, and the carry on bag, you know, put aside. Um, everything's like you know put put to the side, ready to take off, or, or put in whatever bin they need. So we usually move through those lines pretty quickly. But but you're right. It's it's like there's always. <laughs> One to two to, to, like, ten people who it's it's not even like it's the first time that they've flown. It's like the first time that they've heard instruction from somebody in their life and then have to act <laughs> on it. Um, it. It's ridiculous, but I can't it's imagine. It's like they're straight out of the womb, some of them. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it, like, how the fuck did you get the ticket in the first place? And you you must have yeah. a license because you had to prove that you had the license for the ticket. So you got this far. So what... <laughs> Is everything that you do this difficult? You fucking uh but
1: it must be. I mean, I try I stay I'm standing there this okay, so what happened to me was we're going for the wedding, both of us are in the wedding. So I picked up my tux up here in Jersey. Okay. So I had to fly down with it. Now, it was a running joke all week that I had to remember my tux. Mm-hmm. So Carrie and I hang our tux and her dress on the coat hooks right by the front door. Yeah. We're going my dad's leaving with us, he's driving us to the airport he's trying to carry out something for me. I go, put that down. I got to put something in that bag. I'll meet you outside. So we go out, we get in the car. We're entering airport property. And I realized that I just left the tux hanging on that. hook. So my father somehow gets back to my house and back to the airport in less time than is scientifically possible at 65 to 75 miles an hour. And there's yeah. traffic. Oh man. So, So I had to go through security twice because I took walked with Carrie to the gate, then I went back out. Now the second time through the gate, I had some European woman hanging on me, and it wasn't even that busy. I don't know something. It was just, it was just crazy.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: that's crazy. I I I, I remember I was going. There was another point to me explaining why I had to go through twice, but that has left my mind.
0: That's nah, all right, <laughs> but you <laughs> some of what some of what you were saying about like the people not respecting your space though that is not unique to the airport that that's that's going no. on at Target when you have to go in and get some fucking windshield washer fluid or something you know I mean it's yeah. it's totally ridiculous and and I t- I
1: turned to the woman and said honey you you got to at least give me six inches here like her head was on my shoulder at one point and she yeah. didn't speak very good English so yeah. but I don't that's not an excuse right. Right. You know, yeah. I don't care it, what language you speak. You shouldn't be touching me. I don't yeah. care if there is a pandemic or not. Don't touch me.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, Imagine yeah. it was
1: Pete. He would have fucking
0: oh. threw her. Yeah. Pete, well, <laughs> either that or just ran away and said, "No, I'm not flying. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. this. I'm I'll not drive." Yeah. But uh, and he'd be right. That's fucking bullshit. But uh,
1: absolutely, a hundred percent agree.
0: But Yeah. So interesting though. So the flight itself was okay. I mean, was it was it a full plane? I'm fascinated by this. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but but like, yeah, sure. Were you on a full plane or were they like full social plane. distance on the plane or like how would that? No,
1: no, no. Full plane, 24 rows, uh, two seats on each side. So it was okay. one of the smaller. And yeah, uh, you no. Know, everyone's just masked to the nines. Yeah. Damn. Um, you have to wear it. And I ne- and I never once saw someone not wearing a mask on the planes.
0: Yeah, well, well, that's good. I mean, it seems like yeah, you know, if, if they're if they've gotten that far, they're at least willing to uh, buy into the program at that point. So. Sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, man. You know, it's funny because we're yeah, obviously we're at a uh, we're at a year on this shit, and um, I've got some vouchers that are going to be expiring from a few work trips that I was supposed to go on. You know, I have some uh, credit that. I uh, I could use on something. We're starting to think about the potential of a uh, like maybe a September trip or something. You know, sometime later in the year, um, just to like buy something to I don't know to to at least not let the uh, the credit expire on it. I've got like some Southwest tickets and things, but um, well, you should be vaccinated by then.
1: Yeah, yeah. So if that is yeah something you are gonna do,
0: yeah, oh yeah, for
1: sure, for sure. Yeah, but,
0: uh, yeah may, so on may... that
1: on that note. Um... I got my first Pfizer vaccine shot yesterday.
0: Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. Very
1: nice. And I got to tell you, I am experiencing the side effects. Oh, really? <laughs> well, an hour before we got on, I considered asking you to move this because was, it was getting to me.
0: But it's been very on
1: and off. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So tomorrow morning will be 48 hours, so everything should be gone by then. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, Meg, but, uh, she's getting her second one on Friday. So Nice. Yeah. She's uh, obviously excited for that. And, Absolutely, uh, You know, hopefully, seems like things are going well here in Rhode Island so far. Um, so we'll hopefully be able to get, uh, you know, vaccinated, the, uh, the, the younger of us um, at some point. So see how it goes. Yeah, it's,
1: it became a little bit of a, I mean, we're right here at MetLife Stadium, and there's a lot of vaccines. And mm. uh, just kind of became, you know, you hear, well, my parents got it. Then you hear my brother and his wife got it down South Jersey. And then you hear a couple other friends say, Oh, we got it. And we just made an appointment and it just became this snowball effect. And then everybody's making appointments around here. So I think that's a good thing. Um, because everybody needs to get it Mm -hmm. in order for it to, in order for there to be a a point for us all for anybody to get it really. So, um, I think that I think it's all positive and it's a great they're doing a hell of a job over there. It's funny. I I entered the so they're doing it in the old racetrack. There's two promenades, there's a new one, a grandstands, there's a new one, and then the old one. They're still both operational, but it's like turned into a scene out of I don't know, like Cloverfield, just some kind of movie where the military has set up like a triage somewhere. Yep. And, uh, was like fabs is online and I'm like, Whoa, I'm like, this is fucking insane that this is what is, this is real life right now. Like you've seen it a million times in theater and television. And it's just like, damn, no wonder they, you know, this has happened in real life many times before. That's where they got the idea from.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because something, I don't think I ever talked about this on the podcast, but where I live happens to be right down the street from an old, uh, citizens bank building. And. Before pandemic started, Citizens Bank moved to a larger building in a different part of the state. That building was vacant, and I would say probably last May, um, the the building had been vacant for like four or five months. Then all of a sudden, these fences went up, and it became what you're describing—that military installation, field hospital. And it's yeah. been a field hospital since then. And it's it's li- it, it's a block away from me. I mean, I can almost see it from from outside my window here, yeah. and. Last summer, Meg and I would take walks around the neighborhood and you'd walk by that and see them slowly adding more and more like, you know, outside structures and tents and fences and more of a police presence. And that's now become one of the main vaccination centers for the state. But it's it's crazy to see something that's always been there it just reappropriated as what you're talking about, like Cloverfield Outbreak Center, you know, it's very yeah, strange. Yeah. But... Like
1: the WandaVision outside the uh town. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. that's what yours sounds a lot like. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar. So
1: you could probably wander down there close to the end of the day and yeah. just ask the military guys, "Hey, is there any extra?" Because that's how my father got his vaccination. He mm-hmm. went to the Meadowlands at like noon, and they were like, "Do you have an appointment?" He's like, "No," but I'm sixty six, and they were like, "Well, you know what, sir? Why don't you come back around four? We usually have some leftovers."
0: Yeah. And yeah. he literally went
1: back that afternoon and got his first shot. We were like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
0: My buddy, his sister works for someone who um, gave her a clue in to, you know, hey, there's going to be extra vaccines here in an hour if you can get there in time. And, yep. uh, you know, my, my buddy's sister, my buddy, and then his girlfriend all managed to get the vaccines already because of that so yeah i mean yeah, there's definitely yeah. the whole like right time right place kind of thing so
1: sure there's everyone's got a story yeah yeah
0: yeah but uh, we'll uh we'll see how it goes so um so yeah in other news uh tm i think uh, you and i share a little, little irish heritage uh you know a little, a, little, a little happy saint patty's day you know you know what i'm saying oh yeah oh so, yeah that time of the year you know
1: I will be drinking Jameson and uh, Guinness tomorrow, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to tell you when we're recording, but I, well, hey, I think I'm really looking gonna... forward to so, Yeah, I think I'll be drinking it all weekend also. But, yeah, uh...
0: I uh, I have plans to hang out at a pal's house. Uh, we're doing a little fire outside. Looks like we're going to have some decent weather for it. And uh, yeah, the uh, the whiskey will be available. I can say that much. So, How are you going to have decent weather? <laughs> it was snowing here today. It was, it was fucking... Frigid today, but tomorrow right. looks like 50 degrees tomorrow, so right. that's good enough, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Next week, we're gonna be up in the 60s. Very much looking forward to that. Yeah, that'll
0: be much nicer. But, uh, well, yeah, any, um, I mean, I, you know, St. Patrick's Day, you know, you get your corned beef and cabbage, you get your Jameson whiskey. You have any other like go to's for St. Patty's Day?
1: Um, well. My father did retire from the butcher shop during, uh, le- during last summer because of COVID, but mm. we get the corned beef from him and corned beef hash is a big uh, mm. big favorite of mine. Yep, same. Really, yeah, really dig the hash. But the corned beef, I mean, we just do corned beef on rye with mustard. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do cabbage. Yeah. Corned beef and cabbage is, apparently somebody taught me, not Irish food. It's um, it's an Americanized dish for this holiday.
0: Yeah, I, I am not a corned beef guy. I, I, I dig on pastrami big time, but uh, I'm, I am I can't do corned beef. I, I try it every year, and it's just... I You know, I, I would be willing to bet that maybe I just haven't had it prepared the right way, you know? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not big on, like, the boiled dinner, and I don't know. It, it tends to always be, like, flavorless, and it doesn't have anything to it the, the, the times that I've had it, so... I'd be willing to try it from you know somebody who puts a little more, I don't know, pizzazz into the dish. But it, generally speaking, it's it's not quite my jam. So, uh. well, I certainly
1: wouldn't call it flavorless. So yeah, maybe something's not right there. But it, yeah. he just thin. My father just thin slices it. It's got to be warm, you know, mm-hmm. pretty hot actually. And then it's just got a, so much salt to it. I mean, it's just yeah. yeah. I don't know. Once a year, you know. I I don't desire sure. it at any other time. Yeah. Uh, sure.
0: Yeah not sure I ever season.
1: desire it at all, but you know, just <laughs> eat it on this day. <laughs> it's
0: fair. It's yeah. fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, but I such have...
1: a different, such a different yeah. holiday than it, I mean, at this age for me now than it used to be. I mean, there was every year, it was a different parade every Saturday of the month. And you'd, oh, you yeah. know, whether I'd be bartending, one of them playing, we played gigs, we played uh, Pete and I have played gigs in Manhattan for the St. Patrick's day parade, which mm-hmm. was always a mess. And, just stuff like that, and now you know. Now it's just like oh, sit at home and have a Guinness. <laughs> it's very yeah. different.
0: Yeah. Hopefully not
1: black out like I used to.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got to tell you, mine is already looking better than last year's. Uh, you know, my 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 football team decided to add players instead of let them walk away. So that's a good yes, thing. yes. But uh, well, okay.
1: you know, see how it goes. That'll be it. That's another show.
0: It is another show. Is another what show. is going on there? Who knows. Oh, man. But, uh, so I was i was going to mention, I had something come up with one of my guitars that I've never dealt with before. I don't know if you had ever experienced this or messed with it at all, but uh, I've had, you know, obviously I've had a few guitars for a long time. I've had many guitars for a short time. Um, one of them, for the first time, I'm experiencing Fret Sprout on the frets. Have you ever had that happen?
1: Um, Explain. So...
0: Obviously, guitars is right, literally are
1: coming off the neck,
0: yeah, so like as Ooh. humidity changes over time, um the wood changes a little bit, and yes. it's not uncommon for the metal on the frets to actually protrude from the ends of the neck when the wood, especially you know New England weather changes every season, so this is not uncommon, but um unfortunately, it happened on my fender Strat, which is one of my newest guitars, so Ooh, excuse me. So uh, I think I need to take it to a luthier and have them uh, shave them down a little bit. But uh, didn't know if you had ever had that happen or uh, you know attempted to fix it. But.
1: Definitely, I would not attempt to fix anything on a guitar. That goes yeah. right to a shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know if I've ever had it. I mean, I know I've had a lot of filing down of frets.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. especially on the acoustics because it's you play mostly. You know the. The one through five frets yep. especially when you're doing like solo shows singing and playing chords so i've had to have other frets on the neck filed down to match you know so the strings aren't all that kind of crap but the sure. uh i've never had them actually come up but i know like running my hand There was one guitar i had where if you run your finger down like the side of the neck
0: mm-hmm.
1: you, you felt something was starting to happen
0: yep yep yeah yeah, that's but, um,
1: it. yeah, I mean, I, my guitars would go in every, every three to four months. I would just drop them all off when I had an off weekend and just say, fix everything.
0: Yeah. yeah Cause that's... I couldn't
1: be bothered with.
0: Yeah. I don't have,
1: I don't have that. We've talked about that. I, I'm not very tech when it comes to music.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. There's certain things I'm willing to do on those guitars, but the fact that like my Fender Strat is the one that needs that work. It's like, uh, I don't want to fuck with that. Neck. It's a lacquered neck too. So I, I just. I don't want to do anything to fuck that up. If it was one of the, if it was like the Telecaster, you know, the Firefly Telecaster, that's like a yeah, Chinese yeah. CNC guitar, whatever. I'd give it a shot and not really care. But you know, Fender Strat. But
1: you'll do it. a setup at home, right? You you can do yeah. the next setup. Oh, see, I, I'd have to be shown how to do that, and then I still don't know if I would do it.
0: Oh, it's dude, it's so much trial it's and simple, error, right? But...
1: Oh, it is. Yeah, see, yeah. I don't want to mess.
0: I mean. Like anything else, the more you do it, the easier it gets. But, like, you know, it, it to say it's a pain in the ass is not the right thing. If you if it's a pain in the ass to you, then you definitely shouldn't do it. But, um, like, you know, you can make an adjustment on the neck and then have to wait 45 minutes for the neck to like flex in order to see if that change actually did what you wanted it to, you know. So, it's, oh. it's sort of a process, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: but very much something not... that I'd rather let the luthier do, so
1: yeah, for sure. This I don't have a problem with this painting. I think it's kind of nice.
0: This is not bad. I like the texture in the dirt there, the mud. Yeah. It's interesting. So what
1: would what in this painting do you find All right, so like talking white canvas, black canvas, what is happening in this pic in this painting that you think would be better if the canvas had been black?
0: Is that how this works or So I think that it's a more exciting painting when it's a black canvas because you're looking at this now and and you're seeing the way that he's able to make those mountains pop and make like that hard ridge line. And the way he does it is he puts a light blue over everything and then just lets the brown speak for itself. In a black canvas, the brown that he would use to make that mountain would have to be a lighter shade of brown and like textured more to To be able to pop off of say like a night sky if that's what he made you know or yeah. the black canvas would force him to make a darker um like 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 I've seen paintings where he's it's almost as if the the lens is looking up through the foliage at a sky of some kind so if you have a black canvas you could still do a daytime sky but you use like a like a darker shade of blue or, or I shouldn't say that, maybe a lighter shade of blue to like make it look like twilight almost. Um, I don't know. It's just it, you don't see it as much on a black canvas versus a white canvas. So I, I think it adds like a different kind of layering to the way that he paints. It's kind of interesting. For
1: um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he got, I mean, the sky, I have a feeling he might go back up to the top of this before he's done, but the sky and the, that mountain range, like you're saying, not much effort went into that. Right. Right. He got through that real quick. He's doing all the work down here at the bottom. But like a black canvas, he would have had to definitely put a lot more into the mountain range.
0: Yeah, he'd have to define it differently, you know. Yeah, but it's it's uh, not better. It's not worse. It's just that I, I don't know. It, it, it's a different skill set when when you're thinking in terms of like, oh, okay, well, my base color is black. So how do I how do I define the foliage when I know black is the 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 bottom layer? You know, mm, yeah, different kind of thinking.
1: This shit here with this thing this tool is just
0: amazing this is cheating this ain't painting <laughs> that is painter's, not a brush, sir. painter's knife that's how he gets that texture on the bottom too that's yeah, great that smearing technique really cool um have you ever fucked around with uh like photoshop at all uh photo the app photo chop
1: i can do all
0: right, <laughs> i don't nice, know if you've nice. ever used that yeah
1: nope. it faces to uh certain people's faces to pictures for binge but uh nice nice <laughs> <laughs> i got that one from Pete a long time ago um no my wife can do the photoshop i could ask her to do something but now yeah. i that's that's i i maybe i'm just too old for that i don't know that was never anything i was got taught in school mm. i have problems with excel i mean i lie at on my <laughs> on my uh what's it called on my um uh, resume i have no skill in anything <laughs> microsoft <laughs>
0: I mean I, I got news it for you. We else. we all have problems with Excel, so you know yeah. you're not alone yeah. on that one. But.
1: Yeah. I couldn't I I couldn't make one column do anything though. I mean I know nothing. Yeah. So nice. What uh, did you uh did you hear the, the uh big show, my voicemail barrage this week?
0: Um I didn't yet, no.
1: Okay, okay. Maybe I wonder if I should tell you or let you hear it. Because uh, I said
0: something. Yeah. Well, like, go, go ahead. Tell me what it is. Because I, I...
1: I tapped out of something.
0: Okay. Oh. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is it what I think it, it is?
1: Yes. And... Okay. You, if you're upset with me, you're not the only one.
0: No, because, no. I mean, we well, Law was pissed. Okay. So where did you... Where'd you end up?
1: I figure I got to... I mean, I can I can look on Plex and know for sure, but just off the top of my head, I believe I said it was season two, episode four. Oh no! Ugh. Okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not against tapping back in, but like with, with my limited time to watch stuff, mm-hmm. um, I got I had a night, the PJ and I did a sports cast and we ended early, and as I was going downstairs from the attic, Carrie's like I'm going to bed. I was like oh shit! So I texted. PJ, I'm like, it's so early, I gotta watch something. Mm. And he like, he's like, watch some BSG. And I was like, You're right, I will. And I just was so not into the episode that I watched, I just Mm -hmm. decided I was thinking to myself, you know what? Like, I got I need to be into this. This is a big project. And I just wasn't feeling it. All right. So I kinda I kinda pressed the tap out button. And then I called Bingecast six times and Three hours, and (laughs) that was that was. I said I tapped out of WandaVision, and I got yelled at for that because it's a one season show, and I watched the whole season, didn't know it was one season, so that shows you how much I knew about Marvel anyway. And then, uh, and then I threw in BSG too, and Law was not happy. So, but that reaction from him, and now couple it with your reaction to where I said I tapped out. I mean, I might Dive back in. I just, I need less of the bald commander, you know, who's second in command, I guess, if you will. Yeah, I need less of him and less of them on on that island. But the ones that crashed on that planet, I I don't care about that crew. All
0: right. So I will not. I have learned over the years that it's better to just, like, let a sleeping dog lie with this stuff because Mm -hmm. there's no point in me trying to push you towards something, right? Because, like, When you hear that something's good and everybody loves it or, like, you have to see it, you get fatigued, right? Because, like, you get into these, like, valleys where, ah, this isn't that great right now. And then, you know, it's been a long time since I've watched the whole series. So I don't necessarily remember every episode as an episode. You know, I'm, I'm always sure. thinking on the big picture of what happens, right?
1: Yes, yeah, of course.
0: I- I'll say this. If you can get to season three if you can, all right, the first four episodes of season three are the thing that to me, it, it makes the show and yeah. it makes the show because it, it takes what's come before it. And it sort of recontextualizes the things that happened. And then it sends it in a new direction. That's really exciting. Um, so if, if that sounds like it's worth getting to for you, then there it is, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a lot of episodes, too. It's 20-episode it season, so that's yeah. another thing that's a little bit of a daunting yeah. task, if you will. But, you know, I mean, I say that, and then I recently ca- somehow caught the opening music to... um. Twin Peaks, I don't know if it was like on a YouTube video or something. Mm-hmm. And the nostalgia that that went through my body, mm. I could have started the whole series again right on the spot. That's I mean, funny. yeah, I just, that music, I, I mean, I let it play every episode I watched. I, yep. you know, Special Agent Dale Cooper was in whatever I was watching and I was just like, <sighs> I'm like, I love Twin Peaks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: You know, so it's just, that show, I blasted through that. Yeah. You know? So uh, I think it's an excuse I, yeah. when I say I only have so much time. If I was loving BSG, I'd probably would have finished it already.
0: Yeah, I mean it's um well hold on. So so this episode's uh ended. So uh you know, final painting here. Um I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I like this. It's nice. It's nice. It's not uh it's not a ten on ten, you know. I don't I don't know. rate Bob's paintings because far be it from me to judge a man like Bob Ross, okay? But uh I've seen better, I've seen worse, but I've definitely seen better, you know.
1: Sure. I mean, but, I don't think it's the, it's not, it's possibly the worst, and I'm using that word loosely, you know, of the, so I think we've done seven now. I, I, that's the my least favorite, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, uh, you know, it is, a, it is a piece of Ross art, so, uh, all right, moving on. So, <laughs> all right, uh, so the next episode we are tackling is going to be... Season 17, episode 6. And TM, let me know when you're ready and we'll get this one rolling. Ready. All right. Same as before, we'll go on go. So three, two, one, and go. All right. Animated Bob. Budget's a little higher in the later seasons, people. <laughs> but, um,
1: There's two uh, things you just said yeah. in closing for that uh, last episode that made me think of... Two things I, I thought to bring up on this episode, oh, One, excellent. okay, all these paintings, yep are, you know coming off of that documentary that they reviewed on binge about the just the value of those insane paintings and stuff mm-hmm. Did, are, were his paintings are they sold what I mean as far as that aspect of the art world, is there yeah. anything to that with Bob Ross?
0: So, Kupke and I went down this rabbit hole a few times over the years, um, trying to figure out, okay, how do you get a Bob Ross painting, Um, and then we found out very quickly that they are not for sale. Um, So, every episode of The Joy of Painting, there are at least two versions of the painting. There's the one that he's painting here, and I think we talked about this last time, but the second one is off camera. He's using it as a reference, okay? Right. All of those paintings were donated to children's hospitals and charities, hundred percent of them. Um, now, have some of them shaken loose and ended up at art auctions over the years? If they have, I haven't been able to find records of them. Um, I'm not sure if this is one of those situations where, you know, Bob Ross was such a good guy that somehow the rest of the world has also decided to be complicit in his general goodness and have not monetized his work after his death. Um, I find that hard to believe, but I haven't found evidence of his stuff anywhere. So it's a weird scenario where he's an incredibly popular artist, especially now. And yet, I don't know where you could see any of his art. Now, that being said, Kupke and I found out late 2019, there was an exhibition of his art, I think in West Virginia. And he and I had toyed with the notion of flying there to go and see the stuff sure <laughs> and uh we were we were almost serious about it until i started realizing you know what i gotta save up money for a wedding that's coming in a couple of years maybe not a great idea to like book a trip just on the fly blah 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 little did we know the whole world was going to lock down for the next year if had we known that in advance we probably would have gone so right, right. um so and it's west uh,
1: the, virginia how expensive could it be
0: exactly i should have i should have done it at the time that's that's yeah. the moral of that story but well
1: if it happens again we'll go yeah especially exactly. if it's in the northeast
0: mm-hmm. and Kupka's yeah. gonna have to fly out yeah he's he's fine with that so um so yeah that's like, uh that, yeah that i mean he's
1: one of the few artists that if i walked into a party and someone's like check out my painting and i'm like is that a bob Ross?" like yeah i'd flip out
0: about it a- absolutely <laughs>
1: because, you know i don't know if, it, if it, what's that a da vinci i don't care
0: yeah, that fucking Bob
1: Ross. I'm all over it.
0: Exactly. You want to get a fucking selfie with it, you know? Tell your friends, oh, yeah. put it on the Insta. You know what I'm saying? Can I
1: buy this? How much? How much you sell this? How much did you get it for? I think right. be My first question. Where the hell did you get it? Exactly.
0: exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah. Oh yeah, and
1: then the other thing you said is you don't rate Bob Ross paintings. No. You texted no. me about uh, coming to America. Oh yeah, and and then you reacted. I think I see. Yeah, I said I give it a six, and you said, "Wow, okay, I guess I liked it more than most." I give it a seven, and mm-hmm. then you told me what wh- you know what you liked about it, and we basically had the exact same mm-hmm. opinion and experience with the film. We both liked it exactly the same. So yeah. I've tried this with Law and Pete many times. Like, sure, explain to me movie ratings because i remember law's main point that has always stuck with me is he said if it's a six or better i'm recommending it to you okay right and then i mean we have our garrett four on ten which sometimes can honestly mean zero on ten but we're just you know having our fun with it um but so many sevens right and then my whole thought process with comedy movies and this came into play when we did the uh, Garrett Collins game with the sports cast for the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and law was flipping out because I would say that I really liked one of the comedies and then I'd give it a six or a seven. Right, and he's right, like, right. you sounded like it was a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I've tried and trust me, if we had this conversation when I first started listening to binge cast, how like six years ago, whatever mm-hmm. it was, I would probably give Ace Ventura a 10 on 10. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, now that all the other movies and stuff that I've, watched over the years of what a 10 on 10 really is i mean i don't know if ace ventura is a 10 on 10 you know okay yeah kind yep. of sound uneducated by saying that if you will but then uh, again it's yeah. one of my favorite movies so i right. probably should still see. so i don't know that's that's like that i always wonder how do you parse
0: it out right like that's the yeah like question. what's the scale i
1: yeah. mean is there a basic scale that every movie reviewer just knows about that i don't or it's all personal anyway
0: I mean, it's all personal, it's all bullshit, right? Like, everybody makes up their own mind, and everybody's opinion is their own, Like so there's nothing wrong. Um, But the way that I look at it is, I think the most important thing in a movie to me is tone, no matter what the movie is. So, to me, the Coming to America sequel, it felt like a really happy movie made by people who wanted to be there. Like,
1: oh my god. The, ca- the cast was having the greatest time.
0: Everything about that movie, it seemed like they were having a blast. So yes. so that counted for a lot for me with that movie. And I'm I think it's I think it has something to do with I talked about this on the Jack attack Tuesday episode, actually, but I think it has a lot to do with Eddie Murphy's performance as a in the original. Like he's just Yes, he's not that today. Yeah, he's not an idiot. He's he just doesn't, he's uncultured in, you know, like modern America, but he's very genuine and he's he's such like a sweet character and he seems like a good person, you know, and and there's something about that that he carries over to the second movie. Yeah, his character is a little different. You know, obviously he needs to learn a lesson about his, you know, doing the right thing for his family and not having to, you know, do what his father wants and all this other stuff. But I, I think at the end of the day, that movie just still feels like the same character and like the same some of the same people continuing that story. It's not like a revolutionary movie, but it's definitely one of the better comedy sequels that I've seen, in my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So many comedy sequels have just fallen flat on their faces. I mean, Zoolander two, Anchorman two. Uh, you know, the list goes on. I mean, there are just Logos a lot journey. of bad ones. Uh, see, see now, see now. I'm. I think Bogus Journey is better than Next Week Adventure. So, you know, I don't think it held now.
1: up. Yeah, it did. When we did the, we just did the commentary, and I, and yeah. I, I mean, I liked it when I was younger, but it didn't really hold up. I think When Nature Calls is a, when, that's, that's a, amazing. Yeah, like, some people think it's better than Pet Detective. Yeah, I, I think
0: I did when I was younger. It's been a long time yeah. since I've seen the two of them,
1: but my wife and my my brother both. That argument comes up every drunk every summer because oh, I, mean, I I can't me and my, me and my youngest brother are just like you cannot beat Pet Detective. It also has the dolphin theme and where or, yeah I mean where the dolphin yeah. bit. No, but come on, it's just it's that is like the oh, I don't know. This, oh, I mean growing every, up every every line lands
0: in that film. See now for me it it's funny you say this. Okay, so so for me when nature calls has always been the one that I've liked more because. I was. It felt more like a kids' movie than the first one did, and I was a kid when it came out. You know, so yeah, like, yeah. so like, I I totally related. Maybe not related, but like, there's so many lines in the, same, you know, be Tuna, Bubbley Tuna, you know, all that shit. It's just <laughs> oh, fucking yeah. great. I mean, I I do love them both, though. I mean, it's you know, see, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But um, but yeah, but but yeah. So so for me, it's it's just tone. Like, I don't know, man. You, you know, you're saying that like one of the Ace Ventura movies is a 10 for you, maybe? Like, for me, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is absolutely a 10. Because that movie yeah. fucking nails every single second of that movie. Like, like yeah. everything about that's funny. Including it up to one of the first lines in the movie where the guy looks down. He says, you've got two empty halves of coconuts. You're banging them together. They look at each other and they look up and they just say, so? <laughs> they just <laughs> Like I Like, that to me is fucking brilliant. But again, it's like what's the tone, you know, whether it's fucking Schindler's List or The Big Lebowski, I think if the if the movie has the a consistent tone that's doing, that's like catering to that tone, those are the movies that I tend to really respect and admire, I think. And I think that's...
1: Sure. okay, yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's the most important thing about a movie. It's, it's the same reason why, like, I don't know, I can watch There Will Be Blood and consider that a fucking masterpiece and then also watch Avenger, Avengers Endgame and consider that a fucking masterpiece. But they're, they're different kinds of masterpieces for me. You know what I mean? It's just they're... I don't know. If they succeed in what they're trying to do, in my mind, then that is the thing that I think informs a rating more than anything else. So Sure.
1: Yeah, and even though those are two completely different genres of film, you know going in to each one what right. tone you're expecting. You know, it's not going to be the same thing that rates them both equally. It's... It's the perspective of the style that they're coming with that you, yeah. and so you know, like, all right, I'm going into a Marvel superhero movie right now. I expect right. this to be epic for these reasons, and then they right. nail it, and you're like, okay, that was fucking awesome. Right. I mean, I- expectation. Know, like, like Green Book is one of the better okay. films, yep. you know, for the last few years, and there, the it's the performances in that film and the dialogue. Then, like, I just get emotional. You know, you, you just, I just feel that film. Mm. That tone is straight through. Like hitting me in the emotionals, you know? And I'm just like, oh, this movie's just fucking amazing. I can't believe how good these guys are acting. And it just goes all the way through. Like, I love that film.
0: Yeah. I I mean, expectation's huge, right? Like, how many times have you gone into a movie and, you know, it's recommended how great it is and then you see it and you're like, that was it, you know? And and, Mm. and it's the same reason why, again, bringing it back to the BSG thing, the last thing I ever want to do is give you false perspective on what that show is. And and try to build it up as something like oh you got to see it it's like well I mean I mean it's really awesome when if you get there you know but like it's not going to be the end of the world if you don't it's, no I mean uh, it's I
1: know. don't I I didn't watch it because you said you thought I'd like it that was always on my radar yeah 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 well, you know it's like because I'm I'm I mean I'm anyone who knows me from the network knows I'm pretty much you know it's probably like eighty twenty TV to movies so yeah. I try to see all the, all the big shows. I, you know, I'd be more of a TV historian than sitting here talking to you about what decades and what years were the best for cinema. Sure, so, sure. yeah. Um, that being said, HBO isn't always will be the best, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. And you, you, you know, I, I really, really dug those first three. I guess you'd I, you'd call it the miniseries, right? The season one miniseries? They're, sure. Or actually, that's not even season one. That's season zero. Technically. Yeah. yeah. I really loved those three – they were like three-hour-and-a-half feature films. Those were mm. like amazing. It, but, you know, it's a 20 – was this – what network was this show on
0: also? Uh, sci-fi.
1: So 20 episodes. They're 45 minutes. That means there's commercials. So you're dealing with – it's kind of like a network show in a way right? with structure. And so, I mean, uh, what's the captain? Uh, captain Admiral Adama. Adam Adama, he's not even awake yet.
0: Okay, in season
1: okay. four, so I'm in mean, season episode four, so I really haven't given it, you know, this season obviously a lot of time to really percolate, and that's, mm. I mean, if it was a ten or twelve episode premium channel season, I'm sure I'd be further along and more into it, you know. So I gotta, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. But that I, I think that though, just to bring it back to your your question about like how to rate things. Um, oh, yeah, we just went right full
1: circle back to BSG. No, no, that's all right. It's a, <laughs> hey, it's
0: Potpourri, son. Potpourri, that's what we're here for. Um, uh-huh. it, it's funny how much this year I've learned about my own rating system doing the, the the movie challenge. Because having to stick to that and then, like, keeping track of it, you know, keeping my little journal, keeping the ratings, and thinking about, like, okay, well, in the last month, I rated this other movie a six – And I'm saying this one's a 7. Is this really better than that other movie and why? It's actually, like, caused me to think about this quite a bit. So it's funny that you brought that up here because it's been on my mind I think about it
1: every week. Every time I listen to the the big show, I Mm. always think about it. And, like, they'll be reviewing something and I try to guess in my head, like, oh, wow, this is cruising for a 9. Right. You know, and then they're all, like, 7 on 10. And I'm like,
0: wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's a game, son
1: it is it's t- it's i mean it's a part of even why i watch movies i mean holy shit pete and law gave this a, an eight and alex gave it a seven have mm. to see it you know stuff like that i mean it's just like i got to check that out right away
0: yeah yeah
1: for it sure it really determines why i watch a lot of things now, i mean what you're doing right now it's fucking i don't i mean are you still ahead of your pace because
0: i am i am
1: Good step you this week you said i got seven and i'm like okay there you go one for every day he's I'm, he's got to be staying ahead
0: yeah, I'm uh I'm hoping this weekend to spend one of the days knocking out like 3 or 4. Um because I'm try what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to leap ahead so that I can justify taking like 2 weeks to do a series. Um because I, I- there are a few series that have a couple seasons out that I've I really want to watch, but I also don't want to screw up my pace. So I am trying to figure out the best way to like incorporate those into the challenge and also keep at pace with everything. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, you'll you'll see um I've I've managed to get like a couple limited series in here or there. I think I did that murder among the Mormons. The Mormons one, right. Yeah, I've got another one coming up for this week, um that I did that I just happened to be watching the episodes as they came out. But so there's a couple of things like that too. Um but well, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's
1: a way to get a series in, is if it's current.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a few of those. I mean, obviously, the different Wandavision too. That was easy. Yeah, um, yeah. I fully intend to use Falcon and Winter Soldier for that as well, of course. But uh, have but yeah. you
1: have you heard of the miniseries on HBO Max? It's called The Investigation, starring Chad C? No. <laughs> the actor is a, it's a German show. Uh, actually, they're set in Denmark um it's a true mur- true murder story uh, that's what it's based on um so they're in denmark on some body of water some sound between sweden and, and denmark up there and uh the main character is or i'm sorry the prosecutor i wouldn't call him the main character but the prosecutor in the show and he is the his face is the screen cap for the oh, series so if dude. you looked at it it looks just like chat that's you Greyjoy. in joy
0: yeah 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 um yeah, you're on Greyjoy. He was also yeah. in, um, oh, God, what's the Nazi movie? Um, the, uh, Nazi Zombies, Overlord. He was the lead, one of the characters in Overlord. I saw years. that. I saw him in that trailer, I think, yeah. Yeah.
1: I saw him, yeah. So that, we're, we're three episodes through that, my wife and I. Um, so I don't know what your deal is with subtitles, but. Oh, I don't care. I don't know if anyone reviewed this or not on Binge. I'll call in you know, after we finish it. But, oh, man, this is really good stuff. And then you have Nate Peterson calling in, and they had a brief conversation on the big show about the British doing it right by having six 20-minute episodes, like sure. just knowing how to do TV properly. But I would take that conversation a step further and say their acting is better in Europe. I mean, most of oh, it, sure. I mean, they all learn the American, the English accent, and then they come over here and steal all the... American actors jobs. I mean, they really got it. They got it. They get it done over there. I mean, the TV is excellent. The acting is excellent. This show is, we are like, like every episode we've done three nights in a row, one episode. And every time we finish, we're like, my God, this is amazing. Like we just decided to watch it,
0: you know? All right. Cause All it right. was,
1: cause it was the, cause it was there It's six forty to 50 minute episodes.
0: I will, uh, I'll put it on the docket.
1: I would, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I mean, I'm not done yet, but I, I would just recommend it just based on, again, the tone of the show is excellent. Nice. Um, and it's not a documentary. It's, it's fiction, but it's, it's based on a real case. Like Carrie knows how this ends because she listens to all that, those murder podcasts. Oh, okay. Which worries me for my future if I ever do something <laughs> stupid. But they, you know, that's those two chicks. She's like, they, they oh, tore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My favorite murder.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Unbelievable, that's podcast I mean, that is a humongous success story in the podcast world.
0: Oh yeah, big time. Big yeah, time. but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely add that to the docket. It's it's funny, man. Not to not to key off it too much, because uh, Bob here is hanging out with some birds, <laughs> and badgers. Just, and shit. Holy I was shit. just,
1: yeah, yeah. What is Holy happening?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: He's feeding them.
0: That's amazing. I, okay, so hold on a second. This is what's amazing about Bob Ross. He's handling these birds and feeding them. And they're, they're just hanging out. This man was incredible. <laughs> this man like, was fucking great... incredible, dude.
1: <laughs> and I just think the placement of it's perfect. He knows it's there. He's talking about it while he continues the painting. <laughs> oh,
0: oh,
1: man. This painting's cool. I am I was hoping that that purple... I mean, I'm, he's not done yet, but I was thinking that purple archway on like, the middle top there mm-hmm. was going to be clouds. I'm hoping that is
0: what they remain.
1: Unless yeah. it's going to be mountains, no, I think that's staying clouds.
0: That's cool. That that's a yeah, I love that effect. Whenever he uses a bright yellow in the center and it, it really gets that like sunlight bursting through, it's always a nice effect. Mm. But,
1: it's like Falcor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, no, but just the last thing I'll say about the uh, the, the movie challenge stuff. Um, so I will say. So so we're in March. So, I'm, I'm a, almost a quarter of the way through the year on this. And there are a couple things about it. First of all, I hope I don't eat my words later, but it's not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. I think I underestimated what my movie watching pace was, like just my, in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Granted, you know, the first half of the year, I'm probably going to still be working from home. When that ends, I'm sure things will be a little trickier in terms of time management but um it it's yeah. it's not as crazy as i thought it would be um so far um and the other thing too is that it's been a great opportunity to knock out shit that has just been sitting around for years um the fact that i've seen two david cronenberg movies that i i don't know i've wanted to watch those since i found out who david cronenberg was like fucking 18 years ago um just feels good to like get those things off the docket you know finally um, it's a, a long history. time,
1: though. I mean, really, yeah. what what delayed that? <laughs> I mean, like, I, it, you it's couldn't just... find time over eighteen years to watch two movies you really wanted to watch.
0: <laughs> I think it becomes one of those things where, like, you get in these pockets of of like other filmmakers or or whatever, or like the yeah, onslaught or just of trying new to stay shit.
1: Current, yes, exactly,
0: exactly. And and, yeah. and at a certain point, it's like, okay, I guess I don't need to watch like some fucking weird vampire movie from forty years ago made in Canada. But now it's like, oh, actually, why don't I like? I, there's only like four more Cronenberg movies I haven't seen. Why don't I just plan on knocking those out, and then he, then I've got all his stuff in, you know? Yep. Um, and then that's the count goes up. The number exactly, goes up. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of in that mode right now. But it's, it, I don't know, man. It's pretty. Um, it, well, it's do been you pretty foresee?
1: A, do you foresee a point? You know, like maybe late summer, early fall where you're kind of like, all right, let me go Google top 10 movies of 91 and pick out two I haven't seen. And then, you know, go year to year to try to find the material to hit the 365 or you pretty much already in your head can map out the majority of where these are going to come from.
0: Just so, based on you know your docket, the first thing that I did when I started this was I went to my collection and I made a playlist and I started adding movies that I haven't seen to that playlist. Um, I did that over the course of a week, just like here and there, I would throw stuff on the playlist. The playlist is over a thousand movies, so I'm never gonna Holy run out. Oh, shit, wow, yeah.
1: okay, that answers that question,
0: yeah. So, I mean, that I'm never gonna run out on, and honestly, that the fact that like some other mini series popped up that i saw and then other movies were released like obviously i'm going to watch godzilla vs. kong obviously when suicide squad comes out i'm watching that you know zack snyder's justice league i'm going to watch this week so mm-hmm. those aren't even on that list but i'm still going to get those in it's you know it's it's a struggle like you you can never see everything but i don't know we'll try that's a
1: big thousands a big number
0: yeah so there, i mean there's there's plenty out there that i haven't seen that I I'm not I'm not too worried about that. I'm more I'm I'm interested in seeing by the end of this where my interests lead me in terms of like what the choices are over time, you know? Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But yeah, it's 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 been interesting, man. I'm I'm nice. I don't know. I'm having a good time. I'm I'm seeing a lot that I've I've put off for a long time, which is nice. So Nice. But hey yeah, uh, I
1: stumbled upon um some clickbait recently and came across a article listing some show, uh, TV shows that have been canceled. Mm. And were you a big Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy?
0: Uh, I mean, I've been watching it. I'm not huge on the show, but like at this point, I'm pot committed, so I'm watching it to the uh-huh. end. Yeah, because I believe
1: that's been canceled. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, a lot of it in the article, uh-huh. I, it was kind of... Um, a little foggy on reasoning but some of them said because of covid like because i guess some like so for instance glow yeah is canceled okay. i didn't even know there was a third season i loved the first two seasons now i gotta go seek out the third season but they had every intention of ending the series on the fourth season and because of covid now they've just canceled it
0: oh that's too bad
1: yeah and then high maintenance was the most disappointing one for me although oh, really? I, I never yeah but i you know the thing with that show i never really hung on like a like a regular because kind of the episodes are kind of one-offs mm-hmm. you know it wasn't a very consistent um plot throughout or I and mean, if it was i was missing it if i was too stoned watching it but yeah, yeah. um that so in that sense i can't say that i've seen the whole show start to finish but i did I, I always could throw that on when i when i had the opportunity and then drunk history was canceled too oh wow that's
0: interesting yeah I can't imagine that all of those stay canceled though because like
1: well, they're gonna get picked up right, they'll get yeah. picked up from Netflix or yeah, so in that vein, where the fuck is I'm dying up here? I mean, how can somebody not pick that show up?
0: It's a good question um it drives
1: me nuts i I, don't know, I was a big fan of that one
0: yeah i I don't know man you know the one that i'm I'm happy they're getting more content from is actually one of my all time favorites reno nine one one so, interesting story with with that. They ended up on Quibi for the last season that they made, which was, like, yeah, I mean, the you yeah. know, first season in, like, I don't know, a decade. And um, I have always maintained that that group, they wouldn't necessarily have to do Reno, but just, like, get those people together to make another thing. Because they're great. And apparently they're making something revolving around QAnon right now. I don't know if it's Reno or if it's just, like, they're spoofing QAnon, but... Oh, yes. I'm excited. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be watching group? that. I think yeah. it's called The Hunt for QAnon. <laughs> or The Hunt for Q, but, uh, I mean, I'm I'm all in on that shit, so. That sounds good.
1: And that'll be on that same network again? Or no, so, like so
0: Quibi went under, and then somebody oh, bought wow. all their content, but I believe, because of Paramount+, Plus, I think that's where their next season will end up, based on what I've heard, but I guess that's also up in the air, so...
1: I see so many ads for stuff on Paramount Plus that I'm like, oh, I would watch it, but it's on that. Like, I cannot do another one.
0: Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's worse uh, yeah. than cable.
1: Eight, I, th- I said this to, to my wife the other night. If I mean Disney Plus is here to stay because we have the kid. Sure. But yeah, but um, and Amazon Prime is here to stay, which I don't even really watch TV on, but it's because of the delivery. So sure, yeah. I the keeper for me the winner right now in first place is HBO max. I just find myself constantly going to that finding Mm. movies. Like I'll always search it before like a plex, if you will, because I always think to myself, you know, let's see if I'm actually paying for this and justify actually having this app right now, watching (laughs) it on here, you know? And so, but like Apple TV plus I have that from the uh, iPhone subscription right now. As soon as that runs out, I'm not paying for it. I, I don't like it. Is mm. I don't go to it for much. Like I'm rewatching the league.
0: Oh, yep, um, yep.
1: Which is phenomenal, but I can find that elsewhere and I've already seen it. Like that's just, you know, it can't I can't stick with the shows.
0: Well, that's that's always my concern with this shit is all of these things that everybody's paying for piecemeal, it becomes like I don't know. You then have no ownership of like when you can watch it. So If the league, if they decide tomorrow, okay, well, we're not showing the league here anymore for the next four months. It's like, you're shit out of luck. I I hate that. Yeah, yeah. yes, frustrating, but... uh, I feel
1: like that was more... Yeah, HBO Go, that happened to... Yeah. uh, Happened to me on all the time. So Max is better. But, like I I mean, I haven't had any of these long enough except for... I mean, Netflix doesn't pull content, right?
0: No, they do. They do. They were actually, back in the day, Um, they were the first one that I realized, oh, this is, like, not great. Um, because they had, (laughs) this was the exact scenario, actually, the thing that that made me kind of rethink uh, subscription services. I wanted to watch The Big Lebowski. I didn't have it on Blu-ray anymore. And I was like, okay, great, it's on Netflix. And I knew it was on Netflix because I had watched it with, I don't know, my uncle or something a a month before while we were having a few drinks. It's like, great, I'm going to throw this on. Go to Netflix, it's not on there. Search online, turns out, it was part of like a conditional um, licensing plan where they had Big Lebowski three months out of the year. And I was Uh like... You know what? Fuck you. And uh, you know, <laughs> obviously, I went in a different direction. So, but uh, but this painting is uh, this came out pretty good, man. I mean, you know, you got a little bit of snow on. Uh, I don't know, snow snow by the riverbank here, uh, similar yeah. to the last one. But I do like the sun coming through a lot more in this. I, I I'm a kind of a sucker for bright colors, though. So, uh.
1: well, yeah, I mean, the, <clears throat> this this the, to me, this
0: painting's on another level from the first one. Yeah, I,
1: def, I definitely like number two much better. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's a clean drop, so I'm going to go ahead and write that down. All right. Um, all right, man. Everybody well, already
1: knows that. Everybody <laughs> already knows that about me. I envy all of you at number two.
0: It's true. I've got the pictures to prove it, so. All right. um oh, That is uh, – that's it for this week's Wake and Bake with Bob Ross. Uh, TM, anything else you got to get off your chest before we get out of here?
1: I'll tell you this. Um, it came up twice on this episode, and I let it go, but there were there's probably a whole show on Lebowski – with, uh, if you ever wanted to know my thoughts on that movie. I think yeah. I, I think I think two or three different times I have sat down to watch it and and would tell Pete each. This was like through the band years. And I would just be like, I'm going to watch Lebowski tonight because so and so over there just fucking referenced it 16 times. And I have no fucking idea why anybody likes it. And mm-hmm. he would go do it. And then I would text him halfway through and I'd be like, I'm shutting it off. And then like the third time I did it, he actually said to me, he was like, listen. You don't like it. You don't like it. Don't watch it tonight. <laughs> I'm just like, okay,
0: thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it's so strange, but I've like tried it every decade of my life. And I feel like I'm going to have to do it again because it just came up twice. So I'll just leave that.
0: There. All right. All right. So here's, here's what I'll say. The only thing I'll say. Again, I'm not I, – I don't, I don't like I know, pushing people into anything, right? But yeah, yeah. the way that I found out about that movie, okay – I was just getting into movies and this is actually this is a hilarious story but at one point my family we we were going to like family therapy, right? And we had this new therapist that we were talking to and all of us had an individual session with the therapist. And the first one that I had with this therapist, he finds out and I'm like 13, 14 years old, right? Right,
1: right, yeah. And I
0: tell him I'm like, yeah, I really like movies. I've been interested in filmmaking and stuff. And he says, "Oh yeah, nice, nice." And he goes, "Hey, uh, you, do you know who the Coen Brothers are?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, I think they made Fargo in this other movie I wanted to see." And he goes, "The Big Lebowski." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I, I really want to see that." And he's like, "Ah, oh, that's a, that's a really funny movie. It's a very, very different sense of humor. Uh, it's a, it's one of, it's one of my favorites." But I think back on that now, and it's like a therapist, like a, like a medical professional. Is recommending an R-rated film about a stoner to a fourteen-year-old? <laughs> what was going on there? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hey man, he's just trying to get on your level.
0: <laughs> clearly, clearly. So that's funny. All right, seven zero eight four zero six nine five four six is the phone number. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we should make a phone number. We should make a phone number. I think, number for I
1: this think show. Art. I think Art shouted us out in a voicemail. So he thanks, did. Art. He did. Yeah. Thank
0: you, Art. Um, we've got uh, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram, and, of course, Patreon. Make sure you're subscribed there so you're getting all of our exclusive shows and content and the Binge Happy Hour last Friday of every month. Uh, Movie homework's coming your way. Binge aftertaste coming your way. Of course, SportsCast checking in and uh, everything else we got going on on the network as well as the Jack Attack Tuesday shows and your full binge. Um, TM, anything else, man?
1: Nope, that's it. Great times as always. Happy St. Pat's and uh, looking forward to to the next one.
0: All right, man. I'm saying happy painting and God bless. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at patreon.com slash binge media. Subscribe to us on
1: iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget. Shut up.
0: I'm waiting.